Welcome to the Lord's house this morning. We're going to begin our worship by singing hymn number 392, On Christ the Solid Rock I Stand. Let's stand please as we worship the Lord. great to know that as believers we stand on a foundation that cannot be moved. My, there are so many shifting sands of man's opinion and other things that people put their hope in, but to know this day, right now, that we are safe and secure in Christ and that the foundation of Him alone is what we rest on for our eternal salvation, it will never be shaken. It will never be moved. And that is our great hope this morning. Let's bow, please, before the Lord in prayer. Our loving Father, we rejoice today for the privilege we have of being in the house of prayer and the place of praise on another Lord's Day morning. We have all come, Father, from different travels, different places throughout the course of this week. And yet we are found here by Your grace and mercy. And we are thankful, Lord, for the joy that we have in our hearts to be in Your house, to be here among the people of God, to encourage one another in our walk of faith. And Father, most of all, that we might worship and adore and receive strength from the Word of God to our own hearts. Lord, hear our prayer today and bless us abundantly 
We are thankful, Father, for every good and perfect gift comes down from our Heavenly Father. And we are thankful today for Your great grace upon us. Lord, we have many things to rejoice in. We have many burdens and things that we bring at the throne of grace. And we commit those who have very special needs today. And we ask for Your hand to be upon those in hospital. Remember our sister Anna and Isabel. Put Your hand upon them and bless them. Remember those who are grieving the loss of loved ones still. Encourage them and comfort their hearts. Remember those, Lord, who we have prayed for and asked for their salvation. We pray that You would bless and bring them to the knowledge of truth. We think of the needs spiritually that we all have and practical needs. Thankful, Lord, we can cast all our care upon our God. Remember, Father, we pray, those that are in trouble today under persecution, either in far-off places or even closer to home. Support them, we pray, Lord. Supply their need. Pour out abundant grace upon them. Remember our nation. Remember the need we have of a great awakening and a moving of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, make use of us in this local area of Malvern in the city of Toronto and help us to be a light and a witness and to be able to share our own faith personally with those we come in contact with, that, Lord, we might be able to point men and women to Christ. Father, we pray that for the special young adult conference we have commencing this Wednesday, that, Lord, You would go before those who are traveling now, that You would prepare the hearts of each one that will be attending these special services, And may it be a great time, fellowship one with another, a great time together under the Word of God, and that there would be growth spiritually and great blessing and advancement. Bless also the outreach that will take place this week to the honor of the Lord's great and holy name. Father, hear our prayers. Bless this ministry. Bless all of our sister congregations. Bless every faithful gospel word that's going out today. And Lord, we are waiting and expecting an ingathering, a harvest for the honor of King Jesus. So bless us today as we continue in our worship. We ask in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. We're going to sing Psalm 18 this morning, and the Psalms are at the back of our book. And we will stand, please, as we worship.
Returning, please, for our congregational Bible reading today to the book of Isaiah, chapter 41. Isaiah, chapter 41. We're going to pick up the reading in the chapter at verse 10 and read down to verse 14. Let's please pay attention to these most encouraging words that we have in Isaiah's prophecy, 41 and verse 10. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, shalt not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee, shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord, thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Fear not, thou worm, Jacob, and ye men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy one of Israel. Many times in the course of a believer's life, we find ourselves with, well, knees that may be weak, hands that are hanging down, and for any number of reasons, a great sense of our weakness. And to come to these precious words and great promises from the Lord, we can take great encouragement from that. Fear not, the Lord tells us. The devil would have us fearing every day. He would have us fear those that are on the outside. And sometimes the greatest fears are those that come from within our own hearts and the challenges that that brings to us. We are encouraged always, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Lift up your hearts and look toward Him because God has made promises And when we lay hold upon His Word and the promises that He gives to us, why, we can be strengthened by that. We can go on and keep going. And that's the theme I want us to think about today in the message later on as well. And especially we focus on the words where the Lord said, I will strengthen thee. All the enemies, and there are many, and those that raise their voice, those that would raise a hand, those that would put any obstacle in front of the people of God, and for that matter, the entire church of Christ. What did Jesus say? I will build my church. The individual believer is marching forward, and those that come against us to make opposition, God said, they will be set aside. They will not be able to succeed in their purpose. And it seems when we look around us, there are so many that seem to be succeeding in how they are opposing the work of God. 
But that's not the end of the story. That's not the final picture. And we must not forget, the Lord tells us in Romans 8, that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. And so our God is and will prevail in all things. May the encouragement of the Holy Spirit be through His Word today. Well, we want to welcome you all to the service this morning. We're very happy that you're here, either in person, in real time, or viewing our service online through the internet. You're very, very welcome. We're happy that you are here. Very pleased to have Elder James Fraser with us this morning and his dear wife, Diana. They have been down south visiting their family and really living there in many respects for the last couple of months. And they're here for one Lord's Day. We need to get him a name tag. He's here for one Lord's Day, and then he's off to Calgary uh, preaching there for three Lord's Days or three services. And uh, we ask you to continue to remember our brother and sister much in your prayers. Well, we certainly miss you in the Lord's house, and you have not been here. The Schultz family arrived uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, they are here for the special young adult conference that's starting this coming week. Say more about that in a moment. And uh, this morning they are in Port Hope. Uh, Brother Cranston was happy that they were available and willing to go and to participate in the morning service there, but they will be back with us for the evening service tonight. So the Schultz family, they're all here for a number of reasons for the conference, but also to do some deputation meetings and then to get a little break and a bit of a holiday as well. So we're combining those three things together. I know they will greatly appreciate your prayers for them. I want to say a word of thanks to the brethren who were filling in during the time I've been away, ministering the Word of God here. I trust you were well fed in the Word of God, and uh, thank you very much for your prayers for us as we traveled many miles and were able to see many family members and friends as well. And so please, uh, thank you for your prayers. Don't forget to remember our sister Anna Tan in your prayers. I was sorry to hear when we were away that uh, she had a situation and now has had hip surgery. And also to please remember in prayer Isabel and Ted Glynn. And also please, my sister Sharon is back in the hospital again. She's been back and forth a little bit, trying to, the doctor's trying to find out exactly what is the situation, but do remember her in prayer. And also, as you know, and I was saddened to hear of the passing of Colleen Houston, and we continue to remember the Glover family, the Houston family, in our prayers during this time of their loss. A word of thanks to our brother Alec Newell as he was able to finish the gate, or the fencing rather, as you come in. I hope you noticed it, a beautiful job, and we're appreciating that. It was one of the stages of the projects we had to do connected with our gate, and now that fencing is completed, and much appreciation there for that. And also Brother Dan Botour and others who were helping him for the installation of the new LED sign we have at the front of the church. I hope you noticed it. And we pray that much as the gospel word goes out over that media, as we have been praying from the time we had the first sign, that's going back 15 years now, 
and it was just running a bit long in the tooth, or there's some LED pixels had burned out, and it was just time. It couldn't really be repaired. It was time to get an updated sign. So let's pray that God will make use of that ministry in the community, those driving by, walking by, that the gospel will have an impact upon their lives. So much appreciation there to those men. And then uh, Brother Kim was doing some painting out there, the portables you may have noticed, and some things, and also the new playground equipment. Robin Cleland painted that for us, and lots of jobs going on for our school over the summertime, and there will be more yet to be completed. So much appreciation to everyone who's been involved in any kind of work. Remember today, please, our service, our prayer time at 5.50, before evening service at 6.30, and then there will be a fellowship time after the evening service tonight, and you're very welcome to stay, and I hope you will. This coming Wednesday is the commencement of our Young Adult Conference, and Brother Andrew Simpson, pastor from Prince George, will be here for those meetings, God willing, and others traveling, some from Mexico, a young woman who's going to be traveling from our Indianapolis church, a recent one that we heard of, that's encouraging, and so others of our young adults and young people who will be a part of those meetings this week. So that's going to combine on Wednesday night with our prayer meeting. It'll be at 7.30, and Brother Simpson will be the speaker, but we want to have all of our regular prayer meeting people coming for this commencement of the meeting on Wednesday night, and then the other services for the conference will continue on meetings on Thursday night and Friday night, and there will be outings through the day, and those people who are, have been getting the email information, you know all of those details. But we ask you all, please, to be in prayer for these meetings, for the times of fellowship, for all the travel that will be taking place, that God will just come down and will be very conscious of His presence in all of those services. Those are all the ministry announcements that we have. We're going to sing again, please, number 84, Jesus, the very thought of Thee. Let's stand as we worship the Lord. <clears throat>
We were able to, I see the boys and girls going out this morning, and that's good. I didn't mention that today, but they're going downstairs for one of the three, I believe it is, children's messages that are going to be taking place over the summertime for the boys and girls. So if you're a visitor here today, you're welcome to make your way, little ones, downstairs for the special children's Bible story. We had the joy of visiting several people uh, over the course of a time in Northern Ireland, and one of the blessings we had was visiting with two of the men who were here for the May Presbytery, uh, Reverend John Greer, Reverend John Armstrong, and that was a blessing. They had invited us out for a meal, that was last Monday it was, because they wanted just to have fellowship with us in the time that we were there. And we were laughing because on the Lord's Day just previous to that, we were in Brother John Armstrong's church, and he had just come back from two weeks' holidays himself, and so he was preaching there and found it a bit tough because his throat was a little bit, uh, well, maybe not used to speaking, as that happens to preachers. And I'm finding that a bit myself this morning when you come back after being away for a bit. But I'm not going to say what he said. He said he'd been away for two weeks' holidays with his wife, and he didn't do too much speaking. And so uh, as he said that, I thought, Jill gave me a little bit of a slap in the side of the leg there sitting in the pew. Not that I was thinking that at all, and, but I'm coming back now to a bit of the same situation this morning. So we hope you'll be remembering that as we come to bring the Word of the Lord. I'm going to ask you to turn, please, in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. The book of Ephesians, chapter 3. And we're going to read from verse 8. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places, might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which He hath purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Him. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, 
that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Let's bow, please, in prayer. <coughs> Loving Father, as we have this word open now, we pray again for the direction of the Holy Spirit to give clearly, unmistakably, the sense of the word. The Holy Spirit will make that application to all our hearts. Help us to draw necessary handfuls in purpose from the Word of truth. We will be fed by the Word. Lord, pour out Your Spirit upon each one of us now. Remember our brother Simon ministering the Word in Calgary today, Brother Schultz in Port Hope, and all of our churches and every man faithfully opening and speaking the Word. Hear us now. Bless me, I pray, and fill me with the Holy Spirit to be able to speak Thy Word clearly. We ask in the Savior's precious and holy name. Amen. <clears throat> well, I want us to think on the words of verse 16, and very specifically, the subject matter of the Lord strengthening His people, and strength to go on, to go forward. There is a hymn in our book that is written, hymn book written by someone unknown. These words are there, fairest flowers soon decay, youth and beauty pass away, oh, you have not long to stay, be in time. Of course, the import of that verse has to do with being prepared for eternity, being sure that if you are outside of Christ, as you realize the brevity of life, as a vapor our life is, it appears for a little time, then vanishes away, and we must be ready and prepared. You also think, though, that as flowers grow up and in their beauty, in their color, they only last for such a short time. We have been able to visit family and friends over the last couple of weeks, and when you're there and you see people who you haven't seen for a long time, the first thought that often comes to your mind is, wow, that person's looking a bit older from the last time I saw them. And what we often fail to realize is that they're looking back at us and saying and thinking exactly the same thing. That person's a lot older last time I saw them. I cannot forget that we are all fading in one way or another. Sometimes we think there's a lot of mileage on the odometer of someone else's face when we are the same thing and maybe a whole lot worse. Youth and beauty are passing away, and we have not long to stay. We are all decreasing in physical strength, 
and our mobility. Some of us with a head start down that road than others. But that which is generally true in a physical sense and in a bodily sense, it is turned on its head. The exact opposite when we are talking about spiritual truth. The book of Proverbs tells us the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto that perfect day. And what perfect day is that? The day of our translation from earth to glory. In God and in Christ, we are going to glory and to perfection. In Psalm 92, it says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing. There is increase and growth and the promise of evident blessing as we grow spiritually in the Lord. And so declining physically, that is a reality we all have to face. But increasing spiritually is a great hope and promise that we all have. Many believers, though weak in their bodies, have been exceedingly strong in their spirits. And indeed, we have seen the evidence of of an acceleration of spiritual growth with the decline of physical ability. So, my brothers and sisters today, where are we in our spiritual advancement and growth? Are we increasing? Are we progressing? Or are we stuck in a rut? We ask ourselves that question. Listen again to the prayer that Paul prayed for his Ephesian brothers and sisters in Christ. He said that God would grant you according to His riches in glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. And I want you to think today with me about the strength that is given to us to go on. And the first thought is this, that it is God's purpose that we possess this strength. It is God's plan for you. My, what encouragement that is right to begin with when we think about the truth of this verse. And we think about the prayer that the Apostle was praying for these dear people that he loved so much in the Gospel. He loved them. He wanted to see them growing in the Lord. He knew they faced many, many battles. And yet he said, and could boldly state, this is the will of God for you. This is the prayer that I am offering to the God of heaven. And I know that it is God's purpose that you will receive this strength. As we grow in our Christian walk and we become 
more informed in the doctrine of Scripture and in the purpose of God that He has for His people. And as we grasp more firmly the truth of God and the truth that He only intends good for us as His people, He does not intend evil, and He will not ever do us any harm. His purpose is that we will be conformed to His Son. His purpose is that we will be made like unto Christ. And in that purpose, He is working in us and working through us until the day we get to eternity. We get to glory. For then we will be made perfect. And the process that started at our conversion and that is continuing until the day of our glorification, that sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit is going on in us, and God is at work. He is changing us. We are being changed. Let us not forget that. It is a work of grace in our lives that has been given to us whereby we might know the victory of Calvary's great success. Christ has died for us. He has risen from the dead. And in the glory and victory and virtue of all that He has possessed for us, that is given to us by His account. And He has given us that victory that we might live apart from the world. We might have victory over our flesh that we might have success against the devil's attack, and that we will be strengthened by the power of God. It is the will of God for us. And the Lord is not reluctant in this matter. He is not in any way stingy. He is not holding back giving that to us. In fact, if we only knew that the Lord is more willing to give to us than we are even to receive such blessing, friend, never ever think that you have to kind of pry open the hands of God to give you this that He has promised. No, He is more willing through what Jesus His Son has done for us and has accomplished for us And we might today confidently rest that God will keep His Word. He will open His bounty of spiritual blessing and strength for us, enabling us to overcome the fiery attacks of the wicked one. So I ask you today, are you praying every day for this gospel strength? God has told us, and we are exhorted to do this. Second thought, that the strength promised, it is a gift. Very clearly the apostle prays that God would grant you. And the very nature of that word is of God giving you. And so if God is in the operation of giving us something, it is necessarily, therefore, a gift from Him. Be sure that the promise of this strength 
To live and glorify Christ is not something that you and I will work for. In fact, we cannot work for it. It's not a wage that we are given or something that we deserve. It's not payment for services rendered. It is a gift. And in the giving of the gift, God is liberal with that to His people. We know, according to James 1.17, that every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from our Heavenly Father. Do you remember when, in the days of Elisha, when Naaman the Syrian, who was a leper, came to Elisha? Elisha, by God's power, gave him direction how he could be healed. And though reluctant at first, Naaman finally agreed, and he went and washed in the river Jordan, and he came out clean. His leprosy was gone, and he was overwhelmed by the mercy of God to him. The Lord had blessed him, given him a gift. Well, Naaman wanted to give a thanksgiving offering back to Elisha, but Elisha said, no, not this time, and not under these circumstances. Why? Because he did not want to leave Naaman with the impression that he could pay or he needed to pay for something that was freely given to him by the Lord. And friends, we do not pay God for the bounty and the privilege. We cannot repay Him with anything apart from receiving that gift and humbly acknowledging that we don't deserve it and that it has all come by His grace and that we will obey Him and follow Him with our heart and soul and life. When such a gift of strength is given of God from Him, what do we do? But we receive it with thanksgiving, and we praise Him for all His mercy and His glory. And that is why, friends, we, we must not boast in whatever abilities we have, for all has been given to us, and we have no right to glory in it. If we had earned it by our spiritual work or labor, then we might have somewhat to boast in. But no, all that we have from the Lord has been given graciously and freely to us, and we haven't earned it by any righteous acts that we have done. Are you stronger than another Christian in some area? You may be. Do you have more privilege or more blessing than someone else in an area? You might have. Are you given some talent by the Lord to serve Him in a way that someone else is not? It may well be. But if that is the case for all of us, let us be very certain that we are on our guard not to think and not to allow the devil to bring that temptation to us, thinking, oh, you're special. You're something better than someone else. That will be a very grave mistake for us to succumb to such a thought. Rather, we are to humbly Thank God for what He has given to us, including the very strength that the Apostle is talking about here in verse 16, that which is promised in this verse. Rejoice 
and be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And friend, take no confidence in your flesh. But what we have received, let us receive it joyfully and thankfully from our God. Friend, I wonder if you're here today or listening online and you have never received that gift of God's salvation. You have never been born again of the Spirit of God. You don't know what it is to have your sins forgiven. You don't know what it is to have peace with God. You do not know what it is to really have the joy of the Lord in your heart and the forgiveness of sin. And I say to you today, receive that gift that is so freely offered by the Lord. Receive the gift of salvation. Repent of your sins and embrace Christ with all your heart. Because in so doing, you will have the joy of sins forgiven and washed away. You will know the peace of God that passes all understanding. You will know the joy and hope that your soul has been saved from a lost eternity. And you will go to glory to be with Christ when you die. That is the hope and that is the good news of the gospel of everlasting salvation. So we have been thinking that it is God's purpose that we possess the strength being talked about here and that it is a gift from the Lord. The third thing is this, that this power is God's power in us. Make no mistake about that. That again is a great deception that the devil and our own flesh would bring to our minds that we have some idea that we can handle this, we can do this on our own. We can go forward by our own power. No, friend. God is our Heavenly Father and we have been brought into that relationship by grace. And we have been saved by the Lord's mercy in our life. And when we think about the Lord being the Father of all creation, yes, He is, because He gives life and strength to all creatures, and He sustains and maintains all of His creation. But we are His by covenant promise. We are His because we have been washed in the blood of Christ, we are His and been adopted into His family and we are part of His family and home. So when Paul appeals in this verse that God would grant them according to the riches of His glory, he is appealing to the highest authority. And he is appealing on the ground of the relationship that you and I have with our Father in heaven through Christ. And he is saying that God would grant you according to the riches of His glory. He's appealing on the ground of our relationship with Him. And friend, there is no higher authority or ground that Paul could have prayed for to his brothers and sisters in Ephesus. It's the fullness 
of God's divine perfection. It is everything that describes God, the riches of His glory. And it is on that basis and ground that He's saying, you will be strengthened through that power that is not of yourself. It is divine power. And the apostle is praying that God will grant this to you out of His abundant supply. But you will notice when he prays that he does not say out of, he says according to. And that is a great comfort for us, for God is not impoverished or diminished in any way when He gives out His grace and blessing to us. It would be like you reaching into your pocket or into the container in your car and taking out a couple of loonies and giving it to a child to buy some candy or an ice cream. You are not diminished by doing such a thing, really. It's just pocket change, as we would call it, just something that's a little bit on the side. But it's not even that when it comes to the giving of God because of His eternal and unending and undiminished supply as He gives and gives and gives again. He is not at all or in any way diminished. And the Lord has promised to give His strength, His blessing, His power to us according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Believer, when you come to pray over this verse of Scripture and you are praying for the strength that you need to keep going, to continue, to serve Him, know this, that it's on the ground of the success of Christ. It's on the ground of the merit of Calvary. It's on the ground of all that Christ has accomplished for us. And you can say, I am glad of that truth. I am happy that that is the ground that is so freely, lovingly, and graciously given, given to us. For He gives and gives and gives again for our Father's full giving. It has only begun. We are a blessed people. Romans 11, verse 33, we are told, Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. But we know all that, don't we? At least we know it maybe in theory. Yet how easy it is to be snared with pride and think that when things are going well in our life, when we have known smooth sailing and no storms, the tendency is for us to think, well, this is things going well. I can handle this all right, the situation. Only to find out, friends. And often it is by the hard way of the hard lessons of life that we are not so strong as we thought we were. And we will be confronted with our weakness. And you know something? The Lord allows this in our lives. He allows us sometimes to hit the block wall. He allows us sometimes to fall down 
so that we will realize our strength is not from us, and He comes to envelop us in His love and grace and strength and lifts us up and puts us on the way again. And the Lord wants us to realize that our success, that our progress, that our strength to be able to continue is not found within our own resources, but it is found alone in the strength that He gives to us. Friend, let us be reminded of that again this morning and know that, yes, it is God's desire that we will be strong. It's a gift that He gives to us, and it's the power that He provides And the forethought that the strength that He promises, it is abundant. In other words, it will meet every single need that you have. There is not one need that will cross by our lives that the strength of God is not able and adequate to provide for. We are strengthened with might. That's what Paul prays. We'll be strengthened with might. What might? Whose might? It is God's might and power that we are strengthened with. And simply the word means to be strong or to increase in strength. And when this word is used in the New Testament, translated sometimes might, sometimes power, but it's not ordinary power or ordinary strength. It is supernatural. It is that which God gives and provides that we will be able to overcome. We read in Isaiah 41, and not the whole chapter, only from verse 10, but the earlier verses in the context, it was Israel and the enemies that came against them and those that were actually within Israel that had rejected the Lord, and they went about to make their own gods of gold, silver, stone, wood. And they fashioned them, and they nailed them, and they soldered them up, and they were all looking so strong and firm. Of course, there's no life in them. They can't speak. They can't hear. They cannot taste. They are nothing. And God is saying, He likens those dumb idols to the enemies that were going to come against God's people. They are nothing in face of the mighty God that created them and that sustains them and that has promised to give strength. He said in Isaiah 41.10, I will strengthen you. That is God's Word. And Paul picks up on that when he's saying, by the might of God, by the supernatural power that He gives, How did Christ do His miracles? Well, the very fact that they were miraculous shows us they were by divine power. And Matthew 13.54 says, the people were questioning, where has this man all this wisdom and these mighty works, these powerful works, these strong works, The miracles of Christ, they show us that this divine power 
to perform things was above and beyond anything of human dimension. And this is what God has promised. The same miraculous power whereby Christ manifested His deity, it's the same word that Paul says, you will be strengthened with might, with divine power. In Mark 5.30, the woman that came behind the Lord and touched Him and received healing, she touched only His garment. And Jesus said, I know that virtue has gone from me. It's the same word. He knew that power had gone from Him. And that power that was received by that woman through her faith in touching the very clothing of Christ. My friends, we come today by faith and we reach out and touch the very garments of Christ by faith. And in so doing, we are receiving the strength and the power, the dynamite that comes from the Lord. And this petition which the Apostle prayed for these saints, it was so that they would be strengthened not to faint during their tribulations. They would not faint during the times when Satan was attacking them. They would not faint. They would be able to bear their cross daily in following Christ. That they would be able to hold on firmly grasping to the very end. Why is that not the very thing that we pray for ourselves? Of course it is. And dear friends, this is the power. It is to be strengthened with divine power that is abundant for us to meet every single need that we have. A fifth thought is this. That this power is by the Holy Spirit. Well, you say, that's rather obvious. Yes, it is obvious to a believer because the Comforter has been given to us. The Holy Spirit is in us, not as a visitor, not temporarily, but He is abiding, residing in us. The Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Spirit are abiding in the soul, the life, the spirit of every born-again believer. Is that not an amazing thought for us? Is that not something that is go, goes beyond our comprehension? God is living within us. We have the divine nature in us. A blessing that comes by the abiding of the Lord in His people Strength for His people. Strength that we will be able to persevere through thick and thin. It is His Spirit who strengthens us, leading us forward to the fullness of that power. You think in yourself, I don't see this in my life. Maybe you're saying that today. <laughs> I know, friends, I say that very often. Lord, I want to see more of the evidence of Your power in my life. 
I want to know the evidence of that power in my ministry. I want to know that power as I endeavor to witness to someone on the street or a neighbor. Lord, I dare not, I do not want to go out in my own, on my own. And yes, brother and sister, if you're seeing the vacancy of this, or if you're seeing not the evidence of it, then what are we to do? We are to come to the Lord and ask for it. We are to come and to pray unto the Lord for that evident power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It is by and through the Holy Spirit working in us. I know that sometimes you will say, I don't sense it, I don't feel it. But you will be surprised how evident it is in you when someone else is seeing your life. And another believer, perhaps, or even among the ungodly, they will observe a Christian's testimony in life and they will know there's something different about you. Something different about the way that you behave, that you operate, that you are not swearing, not cursing, not involved in all of the smut that's going on today. They will see a difference. And let that be the evidence of God's Holy Spirit clearly in you. And one final thing I leave with you this morning. That it is applied directly where it is needed. This is not a band-aid that Paul is talking about to heal some outer wound. Though those wounds may be there, and we may have to get bandages or proper fixing to physical malady. But the application of this strength, look what Paul says, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. We cannot see the soul or the spirit of one another. It's like the wind that blows. You cannot see the wind, but what do you see? You see the evidence of the wind. You see the tree bending. You see the dust maybe blowing down the street. You can see the, the ship moving, the sailing boat moving by the power of the wind. You see the effect of that. And when the Holy Spirit, by His power, is working on the inner man, on your soul, in your spirit, oh, maybe someone can't see how the Holy Spirit's working, and we cannot, but the evidence is very clear. And the evidence of God renewing us day by day. The outward man, we are told in 2 Corinthians 4 and 16, for which cause we faint not, but though the outward man perish, the outward man is becoming weaker. We are going down and down and down physically to the point one day when we will die Though the outward man perish, 
Yet the inward man, Paul says, is renewed day by day. Lay hold upon the Holy Spirit for that daily renewal. Lay hold upon the Lord for that strength. For the word inner, the inner man, is the secret or the hidden thing. Cannot be seen by the natural eye. The inner man, our soul, it shows that this spiritual strength, even in much bodily weakness, when strength is not naturally there, it will be evident, friend, in how we respond, how we react, how we are reflecting the beauty of Christ, the glory of our Heavenly Father, day by day. Ah, friends, the Lord has promised us strength to go on. And as we conclude the message this morning, this strength to go on, what is it going to do for us? Well, it's going to mean that we are going forward in our faith. We are not going backward. We don't want to go in reverse. The whole point of being strengthened by the Lord in the inner man is not that we can backslide. No, the very point of being strengthened by the Holy Spirit is that we're going to go forward and go on with the Lord. And that's what we want. Believer, I know in your heart that's exactly what you want. You want to glorify the Lord. You want to be a vessel unto honor for Him. So we are going to go forward by this strength. We are going to commit our way unto God. And you know, there is much in that idea of committing because when you commit your way unto God, you are saying to the Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. You are taking the essence of the heart of Christ as he prayed in Gethsemane, Lord, not my will. When we commit our way unto the Lord and we need the strength of the Holy Spirit to enable us, we're saying, Lord, I want to do your will, and I don't want to be hindered or stopped by anything. And we will also be enabled then to trust that the Lord will fulfill His promise. He will keep His Word. He will provide for all that we have need in. Going forward in faith, committing our way to Him, trusting the Lord will provide. And what does that conclude in? It means that we will be able to rest in Him. And there is no sweeter, greater joy or peace, believer, but to be able to rest your life, your heart, your everything in Him. Resting in the Lord, not being worried, not being anxious, not being so overwhelmed by things out of our control that we have no peace of God in our hearts. That doesn't glorify Him. Glorifying the Lord means that when all things have funneled down, it means I can rest in Him. And I know that I am held in the hands of my 
eternal God. Friend, do you know that today? If you're out of Christ, you cannot know it until you're in Him by faith, until you have been born again of His Spirit. If you're not saved today, call upon Him right where you are now, online, at home. Call on the Lord, and He will hear your prayer. He will forgive your sin. He will heal you that you might know the joy and peace of the Lord in you. Let's bow, please, in prayer. Father, take this word today and write it on each of our hearts. Lord, you know how much I need this in my own life, how I pray that for life and ministry. And I ask, Lord, that each one of us would become very, very strong in our faith, that the devil will not be able to beat us back and forth, that we'll not be blown about by every wind or notion that's coming around the world today. Lord, make this fellowship of believers very strong so that we might be useful in your kingdom. Hear our prayer today. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's close our meeting by singing hymn number 627. Rejoice, believer, in the Lord, who makes your cause His own. The hope that built up on His Word can never be overthrown. Let's stand to sing.
Father, write this word upon our hearts today, each one. Help us to take strength from it and be encouraged and go on from strength to strength. Part us, Lord, in your fear with your rich and mighty blessing. Bring us back again to the house of prayer and of praise tonight. And Lord, in the meantime, keep us in the Spirit on the Lord's day and help us, we pray. Be with every soul. Remember, Lord, any who are unsaved at this moment, that they would come to taste and see that the Lord is good. Hear our prayer in Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Thank you. 